Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst, and today is July 26th, 2020, which means I'm on day 225 in a row of 365 Promised Episodes. It brings you unedited, unscripted improv, news, movies, music, sports, entertainment, food, and all things except politics. UFC was phenomenal yesterday with Alex Cowboy Oliveira winning by decision. Carla Esparza also winning by decision. Now, there's a lot of fights that went to the judges, but I must say they were still amazing fights. These people did not hold back. This was not two defensive fighters doing a dance until some... Crazy decision by the judges had to be made based on no offense whatsoever. It wasn't like that. It was two people fighting each other to the bitter end, wanting so badly to knock the other out or submit the other, and just such great matchups yesterday that decisions had to be made by judges, and that's the way it was. However, Fabricio Berdum did not leave it to the judges to decide his bout against Alexander Gustafson, as he put him into an arm bar that looked like he broke Gustafson's arm and tapped him out within two minutes. I mean, this was just a quick match, a smart and pinpoint decision made by Verdum, which is why he is a veteran of the UFC. This guy is a very intelligent fighter. The way he pulled off this win was a quick and just very smart decision. He has so much MMA knowledge. There was a lot of veteran fights yesterday, including Antonio Minotaro Noguera versus Mauricio Shogun Hua, who I will say, who I will say, won for the third time against Minotaro in their career. This was the third fight for these guys facing off against each other. This was the third time Shogun came out with the W, and this was surely the last time we will see Noguera, possibly even in the octagon at all. This guy is not a young dude. Neither of these guys are. They are so veteran fighters, like legends of the UFC, and it was a legendary fight. They put it all on the line, and they even fought 15 years ago in 2005. Just think about it. Two guys who fought 15 years prior, and here they are, both reaching the very ripe old age of expected retirement, and they go at it again, all three rounds, destroying each other, and it was amazing. The main event was also decided by the judges. It just seemed like a lot of the fights yesterday were, but like I said, this was not a defensive dance that took place where everyone was bored and we all just wondered how can these guys be getting paid the amount of money they're getting paid. It wasn't like that at all. It was once again Robert Whittaker and Darren Till attempting to destroy each other for five straight rounds and Whittaker came out with a W and it was impressive to say the least and he is back on track to get back his middleweight belt that he once lost, and this guy just looked sharp as a tack. He is coming back for revenge, and he is not going to stop until he gets that title shot once again. 
Now, folks, yesterday was a sad day for the world of television as we lost one of the greats, Regis Philbin. This man has been in our lives through our television and our living rooms and our bedrooms and our garages and everywhere we have a TV for so many years, especially in 1988 when Regis and Kathy Lee started their show that lasted until the year 2000. And in 2001, when Regis continued the show with Kelly Ripa, which lasted until 2011. These were years and years of us expecting to turn on the television in the morning and see Regis Philbin's face and hear about things that have happened around the United States. And this guy just did it so well. In fact, almost too well. Because one of the weird things about Regis and the way he did his shows was he refused to speak to his co-host before any show, no matter what. He would show up in the morning and he did not even want to say hello to his co-host that morning because he wanted to keep each and every episode with the feeling of spontaneity between him and his co-host. He wanted to keep it natural so that people would truly see that it was his first time seeing that person that morning and it was his first time saying hello and they had nothing prepared other than their ability to have chemistry with each other and that is the true way to have a daily show be interesting to the general public. This guy was a genius with what he did, and he even has ties to San Diego. He was in the Navy. He started some of his early career out here in the su in the southernmost part of California, and I gotta say, it was a sad bit of information learning about his passing. What a fantastic life this guy had. He wrote a book about it all, if you want to read it. It's called How I Got This Way. And you know what? I plan on actually taking a look at this. I'm not a big book reader myself. I just don't have a lot of time to sit and read a book. I got three kids. I got a small business. I got a podcast. I got a lot of things going on. But this book interests me because the life of Regis Philbin is just a magical one. And I gotta say, this man and his passing is a tragic event for the world of television. Now for me, the one of the main places I don't plan on going, especially during a pandemic where you have to wear a mask and you're not supposed to have people near you and the social distancing happens, is a strip club. That's the last place on earth I want to be when there's a sickness being spread around. But apparently that's not the last place on earth that the Clippers player Lou Williams wants to be as the guard for the Clippers was seen on social media at a strip club during a short break he took from the bubble in Florida where the players are supposed to be. And now he's facing a 14-day quarantine which will make sure that the Clippers do not have access to him as a player in the opening of the NBA finishing, 
you know, the reopening of the conclusion of the NBA season starting July 30th when they face off against the Lakers. This is bad news for the Clippers. Lou Williams is the sixth man of the year for like the millionth year in a row. This guy coming off the bench for you is like a godsend. This dude is better than most starters from most NBA teams, and yet you have him coming off of the bench because your starting five is so fantastic. That means you got an ace in the hole anytime, a wild card, if you will, who you can call upon to score at will, and this dude is now under quarantine because he wanted to have some booty shaken in his face during a pandemic. I mean, come on, Lucky Lou. You should know better than this. Strip clubs are way more fun when there's not a social distancing guideline and you can get lap dances and go to the champagne room. I mean, why waste your time at all when you have to go in wearing a mask and sit sit six feet away from the strippers while you tip them? This doesn't make any sense to me. And it seems like a really stupid and poor choice on account of the fact that the NBA is about to resume games and they truly need their sixth man of the year, Lou Williams. So for me, this was a bad call. And, you know, I've, I've almost never been one to say it's a poor choice to go to a strip club. Hey, they're fun. Everybody enjoys them. Even ladies sometimes like tagging along to a strip club. For one reason or another, I'm not positive why, but I know there's male strip clubs too for the ladies. That makes more sense to me. But either way, Lou Williams, bad choice, my friend. And that will be detrimental to the Clippers' chances of making it to the finals unless they can get him back before that happens. Well, as Hurricane Hannah touched down in southern Texas... It went down to what is called a tropical storm instead of a hurricane, but it still dumped a whole ton of rain with flooding all around Padre Island. I mean, either way, there's a lot of things you face when you live in Texas. You've got the border to the south, and, you know, there are some issues there with drugs and, you know, illegal immigrants and smuggling and stuff like that. You've got the Gulf of Mexico down to your southeast where there is hurricanes and just all these things that, you know, mix up in that warm and cold water to just cause destruction and natural chaos. You've got what they say is everything that's bigger in Texas, including snakes and scorpions and spiders and natural occurring animals that people are afraid of for one reason or another, or usually venomous in one in some way. You've just got a lot of things that you can worry about if you're a worrywart. But the folks of Texas aren't worried. Man, they can handle anything out there. They are the hardened people in this country. They can handle it, they can take the abuse... And it's nothing to them. They come out the other side, better people every single time. I remember earlier this year, there was softball-sized hailstones coming down in a certain part of Texas. And I swear I heard not a word about it. Nobody complains. 
They, they in fact, were shocked that it was happening, but I'm sure it put a couple smiles on some of their faces thinking, oh boy, only in Texas do you see something giant like this because everything's bigger there, right? It is true. The plates of food are bigger. The belt buckles are bigger. The trucks are bigger. And in this case, the storms are bigger. And Tropical Storm Hannah has just been dumping inches of rain all over southern Texas. And, you know, Godspeed to those folks. Although I personally think they don't need any of our assistance because they can simply handle it. Now, although they're only two games in, this is a moment I have hardly ever seen in the world of baseball for the San Diego Padres as they are in first place in their division in the National League. How impressive that is. Of course, the Dodgers have played more games than the Padres at three, and they've lost one of their three games. So only time will tell before we can come to a conclusion that the Padres are anywhere near the caliber of even any of the teams in the MLB. However, yesterday looked pretty good, and their highest paid player, who I believe to be overpaid by millions, Manny Machado, actually smashed a home run. So did Will Myers, one of their veteran players who's been on the team for a few years, and this guy has put in work for the Padres. I got nothing but respect for Will. And with the combination of Will Myers and Manny Machado having a good season thus far with the bats, I believe this could be something that leads to great to greatness. Now, the Padres are due to have a good season. It has been far too long that they have skated through the first half of the season looking okay and then fallen off hard in the second half of the season and not make the playoffs as they have done every year that I have lived in the city of San Diego and I've been here for almost nine years. With that being said, I truly believe this is a possible year for them to be above 500, to make the playoffs, and to do something better than they have done in a decade. I have high hopes for this team. Keep an eye out for them. Baseball's back, and it's back with a bang. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we've all been waiting for. And in fact, today's Real Stories, brought to you by Peter Timothy Hanks to Barbecues, and that's BBQUSION, is actually a story from yesterday. Yeah, believe it or not, I have to get this out to the world because I just, it's so ridiculous. So there's many places in San Diego with names that are shortened because they're basically this beach or that beach. There's Mission Beach. Actually, they keep that as Mission Beach. Nobody says MB. I've never understood why because Ocean Beach is known as OB. Pacific Beach is known as PB, and where I live, Imperial Beach is known as IB. But where I went yesterday to help my friend George Ramirez move was OB, Ocean Beach, a place where I don't normally venture only because the parking there is terrible. If you go there during a time of day where there's there's people in the city itself, you will not find a place to park, you will drive around aimlessly, and it will make you mad. However, my friend George lived 
in an old apartment where there's sometimes a space next to his apartment, and he needed me to help him move the larger things into his new apartment, which is a major upgrade in Mission Valley. Right next to what formerly was Qualcomm Stadium, where the Chargers used to play, but is now known as SDCCU Stadium. Now, I pulled up to Ocean Beach, and I called my friend George saying, where are you at? Because he had called me and said... Hey, I'm at the U-Haul place getting the truck. Meet me at my house in 30 minutes. So it took me 30 minutes to get from IB to OB. And I pull into OB and I call him. And he says they gave away my U-Haul truck because I was late. So now it'll be another 45 minutes, maybe even an hour, because I got to drive down to National City, also known as National Shitty, because nobody wants to live there, pick up a U-Haul, and drive it all the way slowly back up to Ocean Beach, where I was waiting for him. So I figured, all right, I'll go take a cruise. I'll start walking around. So I did a circle around his neighborhood and I immediately got bored and decided, you know what? No, I'm going to work on some podcasts and just sit in my car. There's no point in doing that. So I went back to my vehicle. And as I sat there, I hear this noise, super loud noise. And I know the sound. It's a leaf blower, but it's really close to me. I can, I can't really see where it's coming from because it was so close it was a person who was leaf blowing leaves and dust from an entire street directly onto my vehicle. Like making the pile of stuff that they leaf blowed end up on and below my car. And I come out of the car and the person jumps back and says, oh, I didn't know you were in there. That was their reason for doing this. So you didn't know I was in my car. If you knew I was, you wouldn't have done this. But assuming I wasn't, you decided to leaf blow all the filth from the street onto my vehicle. That was your area where you were going to put this stuff. You weren't going to collect it or put it in a bag. You decided, here's a car that I want to put all this filth on top of. And when I asked her what she was absolutely thinking, because it was a lady... I'm like, what are you thinking leaf blowing this onto my vehicle? Her excuse was, I was going to leaf blow your car afterward. You were going to leaf blow my car. What is wrong with people? First of all, I told her, don't get anywhere near my car again. Stay away from it. I don't want you to leaf blow my car. Now I'm going to go get it washed because you coated it in a layer of filth. Secondly, I see the car behind me that's not occupied, a Mini Cooper. You have covered it in filth, leaves, everything. Which, a Mini Cooper is much lower to the ground than my SUV. So an even larger quantity of just filth from the street landed directly on top of this Mini Cooper to the extent in which you would not be able to see through the windshield if you were inside this thing. And to her, that was okay. She left it all there with a whole bunch of leaves she had compiled underneath the Mini Cooper. So as soon as it drives away, all the filth that she had cleaned from the street was still there anyway. This person was such an idiot. I didn't even know how to deal with them. Then she asks me, well, what did you expect me to do? What did I expect you to do? I expected you 
not to blast a bunch of crap onto my car. I don't expect anything of you because I don't know you and I've never seen you before. But now that I've seen you blasting my car with dirt, I expect you not to do that because that's a stupid and foolish thing to do. Collect the crap that you've collaborated on the street into a bag and take it away. That's what you do when you're doing this type of activity. Now, she had a, like a little assistant or something who she immediately ran to, this guy, and started complaining and pointing at me. And then he comes up next to my vehicle and starts raking the dusty dirt next to my car, raking it profusely so that it's still mixing up into the air and landing on my car anyways. And then with each rake, he would look into my car at me and lock eyes with anger and disgust, disgust that I'm actually upset. How dare I? not want them to coat my car with street filth. This is why I don't go to OB. There's a bunch of absolute morons there. It just makes no sense to me that an entire beach town can be filled of idiots. But there is. I took a walk and there was no human being, male or female, with hair even close to as short as mine. Every guy had long flowing hair and was walking around with a surfboard or a skateboard and their wetsuit half off of their body showing their pecs and their tan. And I just don't fit in in a place like that. And sure, maybe that's a place that some people really want to live. It's a, it's a magical world of fun and happening times and just, you know natural, organic food options and vegan stuff and all the things they want. I don't want any of that. And I especially don't want people to destroy my vehicle while I park it for 10 minutes. I was only there for 10 minutes before this happened. And then, of course, once I shooed them away from my car, I proceeded to wait for about 45 or 50 minutes for my friend to arrive so I could help him move the hell out of OB. Lesson to be learned here is, if you do find a parking space miraculously in Ocean Beach, it's probably because people don't want to park there on that specific day, knowing that their car will be covered in filth from a leaf blower. Thank you very much for listening to the Peter Gabbett Podcast today, folks. It means the world for me to me, to have listeners just like you. I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Now, I must say, when I was getting my car leaf blown on, whatever was happening, I just wanted that person to beat it. I'm like, get out of here. Beat it, doofus. Now, a song comes to mind that is all about somebody getting out of here and beating it. And that song is called Beat It. And it's by a former child molester, yes, but also one of the great pop kings of all time, Michael Jackson. Here is Beat It.
说的。